Welcome to In The Money, the premier hockey betting podcast. This is JD, and I'm going to run you through our NHL picks for the day. I did, who knew I was kind of the guy to get three on the text if you're trying to get high. Cop chase ain't once, but some on the side. Roll up like one, three blunts for the ride. Never dolo, kid, no stress, always got one. Pre-team married now, I see the shot. Looking for the kid, block out, so I'm not one. Fresh out of class with a dash from the cop. Front with a smile on the lumbar, all achy. Yes, she knew I was a legend in the making. Stuck around cause the boy lit and he cake. Small town, big head, Ricky gon' make it. They say I'm gonna get caught. This podcast is meant for entertainment purposes only. The information and opinions are derived from individuals and are not to be taken as a guarantee. We here at In The Money provide you with content, not a guarantee of performance. We are not liable for any bets or action you take as a result of this podcast. All right, and we're back. We're going to go ahead and uh, we're going to cover the World Juniors here today. A little Christmas special for you. So we're going to go ahead and cover the, the World Juniors starting tomorrow. I'm going to go ahead and I'm just going to give you a preview of the five main teams to start. And then we'll jump into the betting after the break. So let's go ahead without further ado and start with your US of A. Team USA for me is going to be led by one guy, Cole Caulfield, a.k.a. Goal Caulfield. Skipped over by many at the draft. He ended up going 15 to the Montreal Canadiens, and he has done nothing but score at every level, and that did not stop this first half of this season at Wisconsin, leading all freshmen in the Big Ten in scoring. I mean, this kid is just lights-out sniper elite talent, and if the U.S. wants to win, they've got Spencer Knight back there. They've got a Andre Miller, who is the next guy I'll talk about. You know, they've got some defense, other defensive prospects back there as well. The key here for this team, in my opinion, is going to be a guy like Caulfield. Can Caulfield really score a bunch of points? If he can lead the way with goals, I wouldn't see ha- have them having any issues with any team. They could be anybody because they have Spencer Knight back there, who, in my opinion, is the best goaltender in the tourney. So with good goaltending... What you always want to pair with that is a sniper who's going to be consistently getting you goals. Cole Caulfield's that guy. All right, we talked a little bit about him, but on defense, Condre Miller, he was named one of the assistant captains. He's a sophomore at Wisconsin, same team as Cole Caulfield. And for me, he's a guy with top-tier NHL talent, and he's a guy that I think is going to have a big tournament, especially if the U.S. are going to do well. They're going to need him to have a big tournament. He's a guy who could probably play a lot of minutes in this tournament, and so we'll look for him to do that. We'll look for him to play in all situations, power play, penalty kill, five on five, and be out there in the biggest moments of the game. He'll be a guy that needs to come through. Thank John Carlson back in the day. All right, that, that'll do it for USA. Let's go ahead and move on to Canada. Barrett Hayton of the Coyotes was named captain for Canada, and this is a little bit of a no-win situation for him because he played a little bit in the NHL now, um, albeit with mixed success. But when you've played a little bit in the NHL, now people are thinking, okay, you know, you should come to this tournament and dominate. So if you dominate, people are going to be like, oh, well, you know, we kind of expected that of you. You're you're a, a borderline NHL player. And if you don't dominate, people are going to be like, what's wrong? So it's always a little bit of a tough situation for these guys who come in with NHL talent. But you know what? What we are expecting from him is to dominate at the end of the day. So 
Another kid I wanted to spotlight on this team, Canada, and I know most draft people probably already know him, and everybody already knows Alexis Lafreniere, but um, Quinn Byfeld kind of coming into this year, wasn't really on the radar for the number one pick. He was kind of around the top three, top five. Um, now he's making a serious push towards that number one pick. And a tournament, a big tournament here, could, for me, start to move him legitimately into that conversation about is it Lafreniere, is it him for the number one pick? And so, for me, I'm obviously interested to see both of them, but we saw Lafreniere last year. I kind of want to see Byfeld. He's a big physical center. I want to see what he can do um, a little bit underage here at this tournament and see if he can maybe put some noise in to be the number one uh, pick. So for me, that's that's one moment. I'm re- that's one person I'm really looking forward to. A, a guy on defense for Canada that's going to be getting a lot of my attention is going to be Kevin Ball. And you might know him from just being traded in the Taylor Hall trade. So now that Taylor Hall's had a couple games in Arizona, it's going to be really interesting that we're going to get to see immediately kind of the one of the big pieces of the deal in Kevin Ball. And I'm interested to see if he, you know, what kind of player he's going to be. Right now, I'm thinking he's like a Joel Edmondson type, or you know, you know, maybe a Braden Coburn type, somebody like that who can log a lot of physical minutes for you, play the penalty kill, but doesn't really have a big offensive scoring touch. Maybe in this tournament, he could prove me wrong and some others wrong and show that he has offense. So I think that's going to be a really interesting storyline as the tournament goes on. In Group B, the Russians. Uh, I think as we might have talked about earlier this season, the Russians uh, definitely have an advantage in a tournament like this, a tournament that's a little more wide open without clear-cut favorite because they generally like to bring an older team, and those teams seem to do well in these tournaments where, they're, where there isn't maybe uh, you know one dominant team. So for me, it's interesting. The one guy that isn't older on the one, the guy that isn't a 19-year-old on this team is the goalie Askarov, who's... 17 year old it's his draft year and he might be the best goalie on the roster maybe the best goalie you know at the tournament uh you know him and spencer and i are probably gonna have a have an interesting battle for that one over the years but um you know a lot of people think he'll be an early draft pick and so maybe if he can have a big tournament you know this could prove that or you know if he does have a big tournament it could really drive this russian team because they're they're older and they're talented so uh he for me could be a, a big difference maker um, and on the back end, for me, it's got to be Alexander Romanov, Montreal Canadiens prospect. You know, he is a impressive plus 12 this year. He only has four assists in 33 games in the KHL, but that's pretty good for a 19-year-old defenseman, um, especially if you can add a nice plus 12 to that. So from what I've heard, he's been playing well in the KHL, and he'll be a guy that needs to have, you know, a big, big tournament to kind of carry the load because he's going to be one of the better defenders on that team. Finally, uh, up front for me, the guy that I'm looking for is Pod Kolzig. You know, he's a we saw him last year. He was pretty great last year, honestly. Um, his puck handling, shooting, he's an in-your-face type of guy. Last year at the U20, he had three assists. Um, this year, I'm expecting more. Uh, I, I want I want more goals this year from him. Um, so for me, he's just a guy who. We, need, we just need more from him than we had last year. And I'm interested to see if this year he'll be able, a little bit older, to take more of a step forward and, and really drive team play. Um, 
He's been in the KHL at times this year, but he's played mostly in the VHL, and he has uh, eight points, you know, three three goals, five assists in 16 games in the VHL. So uh, that's the one league lower in Russia. He He's a guy who maybe has taken even a little bit of a step back in his development, and so this will be a big tournament for him. And I'm interested because if he's a guy that could score for them, if he's a guy that could maybe get his career back on track, it'd be great for A, Vancouver, but B, this Russia team because they're going to need other people to step up. Uh, Let's go ahead and move on to some of these Group A teams. Let's go ahead and move on to Finland. And Finland is looking for a repeat Gold gold medal here, led by the Jets prospect Vili Haniola, and he was really good in last year's tournament, and he was pretty good in his first nine NHL games. There was a question in the beginning as to whether he might stay or not. He went back to to play in Finland, and he's looked pretty good. So uh, he's another guy, kind of in the Barrett, Barrett Hayden dilemma of he's supposed to dominate this tournament, and if he doesn't dominate, he might. It's like kind of a no win situation. But I actually expect him to dominate, and I expect him to continue his upward trajectory. I think he's a really good player, um, and I think the Jets have found something, a guy sooner rather than later for them. Finally, at forward, I'm looking to Rasmus Kapari. I thought he was really good in last year's tournament at times, and I want more consistency from him in this tournament. The Los Angeles Kings prospect, I have high hopes for him. I think he could be a very good NHL player, and I think he needs to start to show it now. He could play a little bit of both ways. He could be physical. He could play a little bit defense. He needs to improve on his defensive uh, uh, play. But for me, he's a guy that I'm going to be looking for to lead this team from the front, maybe be a guy who surprisingly leads a tournament in goals or something like that. That's what Finland's going to need if they want to win. All right. Finally, Sweden. Um, Sweden's going to be led the way by two first-round fantastic defensemen in Rasmus Sandin of the Toronto Maple Leafs and Adam Boquist of Chicago. Um, those two are really going to, in my opinion, they need to play a lot of minutes because Sweden's going to need to play in low-scoring games to win. Sweden is not going to score a ton of goals. They're not uh, like overly talented on offense this year. They do have some players, but they really lack uh, an elite skill, and we'll get to that in a second. But for me, it's going to need to be their, their them leading from the back with their D-men. There's a history of great Swedish D-men that come through, and so some smart Smart hockey play by this Finland team, keeping scores low, moving the puck quickly from their back end. That's what I'm going to want to see from this Swedish team. All right. So that kind of is going to end our preview for the whole tournament. We'll come back with some betting odds and we'll do some bets after the break. All right. Well, now we've got some bets to give out. So it's Christmas Day today. World Juniors starts tomorrow. Um, For the beginning of the tournament here, uh, we're going to put some bets on some games. But at first, I want to get into a little bit of uh, maybe some longer tail bets for the the whole tourney. Uh, Over the top, I like to throw a future on Russia, 475 to win the whole thing. Uh, I think Russia is the dark horse here. Um, I think that's the best value for your money. Canada and Finland look like the favorites because, you know, the Finland are returning gold medalists with a, a bunch of players who are on that team. Um, and then Canada looks like they're about as deep as they've been in years. And then, you know, the U.S. team has elite goal scoring and elite goaltending. So, you know, they could always be really, really dangerous. But for me, the Russians, they're a little bit older 
you know, they, they haven't won in a little while, but this team uh, is hardworking and really going to be, hopefully we'll see some awesome goaltending from them because I've heard good things about Askarov. Um, add on to that, I like Canada future to win Group B at plus 120. Okay, let's go ahead and dive into the first game because it will lead into the fu- the future for Group A. I like Finland to win tomorrow at plus 150, but I also might hedge by putting uh, a bet in on Sweden to win Group A at plus 120 odds because I think if Finland doesn't win the group, it's going to be because uh, Sweden won. And so if Sweden beats them tomorrow, then Sweden is probably going to go on and win the group in my opinion because I think they'll beat Switzerland and Kazakhstan out for first place at that point. It would be really hard for Finland to get back into the tournament if uh, to get back into the group to win the group if they lost this game tomorrow. And if they lose this game tomorrow, I, I like Sweden to go ahead and win the group. So you can get plus odds in both places. I, I think you could probably take that. But I p- feel pretty good about Finland just winning tomorrow outright, to be honest. All right. More action I like tomorrow. I like Canada at minus 125 versus the U.S., um, I'm going to be rooting for the U.S., but I, I think Canada takes this game tomorrow. Uh, give me Russia over the Czechs tomorrow with the money line at minus 313. I know that's kind of a heavy favorite, and if you wanted to parlay that with the over at 5.5 from minus 162, I think that's probably a pretty good bet. Finally, give me the over in the 5.5 for 5.5 at the Swiss-Kazakhstan game. Uh those are my picks for the day. We'll see what happens. But most excitingly, the tournament is here. 9 a.m. Eastern time tomorrow. I'll be sitting on my couch watching this tournament. Very, very excited. All right, let's go USA.